0: Welcome to the Aggie New Student Podcast, a series by the orientation staff at Utah State University. Transitioning to college is exciting, but there's a lot to do and understand. We're here to talk you through it. Today, we're going to talk about becoming a learner. I am your host, Kylie Hopkin, the orientation program coordinator here at USU. And today, I'm joined by some fantastic guests. Carla, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself?
1: Um, Hello, my name is Carla Sandoval. I am currently studying biological sciences composite teaching. I am a junior here at USU. I am from Pleasant Grove, Utah, and I am a current member of the A-team.
0: And today, Carla and I have the opportunity and privilege to sit down with a dear friend and mentor of mine, Dr. Matthew Sanders. Dr. Sanders is the Associate Dean for the College of Humanities and Social Sciences here at Utah State and a professor in the Communication Studies Department, as well as the author of the book, Becoming a Learner. Matt, thanks for being here. Why don't you Tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Thanks, Kylie and Carla. I'm happy to be with you as well. Um, I have been at Utah State for more than a dozen years now, and I've loved every minute of it. It's been a great opportunity to be here and to uh, become an Aggie and to work with all these fantastic students. I teach classes on communication, leadership, nonprofit organizations, and I do a lot of writing and speaking about the college experience which uh, has been a great joy to me. I've loved working with USU's orientation and first year experience programs. And and also I've had the great opportunity to speak with a lot of different institutions around the country about this. It's a fun project to be able to help students make better sense of college. And so happy to be here and chat with both of you.
0: I had the great opportunity to take a lot of classes from Matt as an undergrad. And so we have spent a lot of time in class settings and in professional settings with orientation talking about this book of yours Becoming a Learner. A lot of time is spent going over this idea of becoming a learner and helping students understand what college is and what college isn't. Um, We're excited to have you here with us to talk about that book for a little bit and we give a copy of becoming a learner to all of our incoming new students here at Utah State. So tell us a little bit about this idea of becoming a learner and how you came to write this book.
2: Well, the thesis of the book is that the primary purpose of college isn't to learn some narrow set of specific job skills, but the primary purpose of college is to become a learner. It's to learn how to learn and unlearn and relearn and you know, the the book was sparked when I was finishing my own undergraduate degree and getting ready to you know, looking for jobs and looking for that next thing after college and getting ready for graduate school. And I just had this moment where I realized that, especially as I was applying for jobs, that I was the least qualified and least experienced person that would be in any of the organizations that I was asking to hire me. And so I I just, it just dawned on me that like all these things that I was so focused on was they were not the most important things. I was there to learn how to learn. And you realize when you finish college that that's what you're selling yourself on is your potential to learn and to do to figure out because you've been doing that for a number of years in college. And so that just set me off to to, on this journey that took a number of years to say, I want to tell other people about this. I want them to make better sense of it so that they don't skip opportunities or take lightly the opportunity of their education. Had I gone back, with that knowledge, I would have done things differently. And I think I could have made a good education even better.
0: Absolutely. And then I remember sitting in class with you and hearing about you know stories about students as you're starting to introduce this idea and talk about this idea with your students that it makes a huge difference, right? And students that were planning on not finishing and then decided to continue on with their education, students so frustrated with general education requirements and why do I have to take these classes that then have this mindset shift of like, this is for my benefit, right? This is for my own good. And so that when I am done, I do have things to offer and that potential to learn and grow has been developed throughout their time at a university. Why does understanding this matter? Why does understanding the purpose of a college education and this idea of becoming a learner, especially for our incoming students, like why do we talk about this?
2: Well, I think as an incoming student, you're concerned about your future. The vast majority of college, 70% in the last Gallup data I saw, almost 70% say that they come to college because they want a better post-college socioeconomic life. Right. And, and that's important. And that's why I went to college. But what you hear a lot of times is that college is about like, just getting a job and you need those job skills. And so, you know, every class you have to take and every major you choose, whatever you do, all has to align toward this very specific first job. And if it isn't, then somehow it's worthless. Even though your first job after college isn't going to be, it's going to be the least interesting job of your whole career because you're going to grow and you're going to spend a long time in that career. And what you're doing at 25 is not going to be what you're doing at 45 and not going to be what you're doing at 65. And so I was worried that there was all these students that wanted everything to fit in this narrow thing. And then realizing that whatever you learn in college, specific job skills are going to be obsolete and they're going to be obsolete really quick. Now they teach you to learn in a certain area. They teach you to think, but we're not gonna do do like computer programming is a good way. We're not gonna code the same way in 10 years that we are now. We're not coding now the same way we were 10 years ago. And so learning the skills is important. But if that's your only narrow focus, then you're gonna miss out on all the rest. And there's just a lot of stuff in the news and in, you know, the press and that always talking about like the return on investment in college, and you've got to get this job and everything. And what employers want, what the data clearly show over and over again, is they want a broadly educated, very competent learner who can be agile and who can change and who can adjust and who can figure things out because you don't graduate from college and then get yourself in a job where you do some same thing over and over and over again. So I want students to be happy with what the university is doing, not come in and be mad at it for doing the exact thing that it's supposed to do and what all employers want.
0: I think it helps align that expectation, right? Aligning their expectations for this experience with what this experience, like you said, is designed to do. Yeah.
2: College isn't job training. Does it get you ready for the workforce? You bet. But it's not the same as a as a job training program which are great and I have lots you know lots of people and close friends and family who went through those and they have great socioeconomic lives and they're wonderful people yeah. but if you're going to come to the university you need to understand that it's going to build you in a broad based education so that you can tackle everything that's why when you switch careers you don't have to go back to college because you've already proved that you can learn and so now you can make that switch if it was job training you'd have to go back and get different training
0: and gone are the days where we graduate in a field and then we get a job and we work that job until we retire and then we're done. Like that's just not the reality of the workforce anymore. And so understanding that we're not trying to prepare students for that first job after college. We're trying to prepare them for what they're doing at 40, 45, 50, right? That's where the dream job and dream roles come into play. And as we work with students, definitely takes a mindset shift. I think couples of times of hearing and understanding this idea, I'm here to learn how to learn rather than I'm here to learn fill in the blank. Carla, you are going into your junior year. You've been here at the university for a while with us. And I just would love to hear your thoughts on this idea of becoming a learner and maybe how it's influenced your time at the university and what you've been doing for the last couple of years.
1: So when I was first a student in Connect You know, we got this book, Becoming a Learner, and I read it and I was like, learn how to learn, like, don't focus on your grades. And I was like, "Mm, no, (laughs) I'm a first generation college student. So I had the mindset of I am here because I need to get good grades because I need to graduate because I need to get a good job, all of these things. So it was like, oh, no, like, I'm not going to listen. I'm just going to do my own thing. I'm going to do my classes and I'm just going to get all the good grades like I did in high school. I was wrong. (laughs) Um, My first semester was academically my worst semester ever. It's only gotten better from there because I realized that I didn't know how to study. I had never had to study when I was in high school. I just did it. I regurgitated all the information that was given for my test and I got lucky enough that I did well. So I never knew how to study. And so that second semester, I was like, okay, I need to figure out how to study. I need to learn how to learn. And I improved my grades. And ever since then, it's just been uphill. I finally have figured out what works for me with learning. And I realized that if I don't do super well on a test, that's okay. Because at least I know the material and I I'm a better person for it.
0: What's been your biggest takeaway from this idea of becoming a learner? You were a Connections student. You've been a peer mentor for the Connections course, and you've worked with incoming students for the last couple of years as well. And so you've engaged quite a bit with this book and incoming students and talking to incoming students about this. And so what is the biggest takeaway for you as an individual and as a student as you're engaging with our incoming students And and it kind of helping them get an idea of what this is like.
1: One of the things that the book talks about, you know, is like the purpose of a college education. I think my biggest takeaway from that is one I remember specifically during our A-team training, um, someone mentioned when we were having a discussion about this, your why and how your why is what gets you through when you don't know your what or your where. And so I feel like... Knowing your why, knowing your purpose of why you are here helps you a lot, and it doesn't put you in a box. I feel like a lot of incoming students come in thinking, oh, I'm just going to do my own thing. I'm not going to talk to anybody. Like These next four years are just going to fly by. I'm going to get the good grades. I'm going to get the job that I want. And they put themselves in a box. And it's really hard to be who you really are and learn these new skills and like be ready for the workforce when you're trapped inside of a box. And so learning your why I feel like lets you not be in the box anymore it lets you expand and it lets you branch out because your why will help you think of things to do that will get you where you want to be.
0: Absolutely. And Matt, we talked quite a bit with our student orientation leaders and and you and I about this idea of understanding why we are here as individuals and the importance of really figuring that out. For a lot of students, I think their why starts out as college is the next thing. I'm supposed to go. I graduated high school and so That's just what my next step is. And so, how do we help students move past that? How do we help students really come to know why they're here for themselves and give themselves that purpose, that meaning behind all of the things that we ask them to do as a student, including picking a major and doing these general education requirements and graduating? How do we get there?
2: I think uncovering your why is important, and it really doesn't matter what it is. My why was I want a better socioeconomic life than the one I had growing up. And my parents wanted that for me. I remember my dad pulling me aside in the family business as a senior in high school and saying, Matt, you get good grades, you go to college and you get as far away from this family business as you can get, right? Like he wanted me to go and do that. And I wanted it. And some people at college that I knew were just like, I don't know, it's just the next thing I do. Whatever it is, you just need to know what's motivating you. And then you need to know what the university is doing for you. I think that so whatever your why is just embrace it. But if your why is I don't know, then you need to go a little deeper because you do know. Otherwise, you wouldn't take on such a hard challenge. Like going to college isn't easy. Graduating from college is easy. No. Everyone would do it, right? So it takes a long time to do and it's hard. So find that why and then take the mission of the university and see how that infuses that. And this is where the disconnect comes for people, you know, and Carly, you talked about this. I'm going to go here and I'm going to get my good grades. And I'm going to get my job. And yeah, this book sounds fine, but like I'm not... <laughs> It's not uncommon, right? That students, it it takes a little bit. And then you get in here and you realize that this is hard. But when you think about like, I want to be awesome. I want to have this good socioeconomic life. I want to get a good job and have a good career and do all these things. What makes you have a good career isn't like the little stuff, like the little job skills you learn. Google did this big study a few years ago of all their people to find out what makes them tick, what makes great employees who can move on and move up and grow in the company. And the, the last thing on the list was technical skills, teamwork work, verbal communication, presentation skills, writing, understanding people who are different than you, determination, like all of these things that build out the whole self. And it's actually the technical skills were the least influential thing that make you grow. So the overall result of your education is you and you'll be an awesome teacher, Carla. And it's not going to be because you learned like some of the technical things about writing lesson plans and classroom management and whatever else. It's because you developed yourself into the kind of person that can hold a room and work hard and learn because yeah, 30 years from now, you're going to be teaching differently and the students will be different than they are now. Like all of these things are going to change. And so usually the why is deep down, I want to be better than I am now in the future, but that requires a great person, not just that you know how to do stuff because that'll fizzle quick.
0: And it requires work and effort right and deciding to do this over and over and over again it's not a one and done let me just flip a switch i decided to be a learner so now i am it takes intentionally putting in that effort over and over and over again to become that different person you are getting access to opportunities but it takes the individual taking advantage of that access to opportunities in order for you to walk across the stage at the end, and you get your degree, and everyone's smiling and happy for you. And you want to be different than when you come to orientation and you take your ID card photo, right? That's the goal. And it's going to take taking advantage of the opportunity and the access to opportunities while you're here in order to do that.
2: And I think it's important, becoming is a really important word in the book, and the title, because Becoming entails everything, and I especially, for this podcast and this audience of new students, I intentionally shared stories in the book about when I was not a good learner, because I wasn't always a good learner, and I'm still not always a good learner. I'm striving for it, and I have to be, in some senses because my job and my life require it. Like Life's going to force you to be this way, so I, I don't want this to be some sense of perfection, like you got to go in here and be this perfect learner all the time, being a good learner is having a bad first semester, right, Carla? And you pick yourself up and you, and you realize what you don't know and you learn it. And you're going to do that your whole life. And so to all the students and the, their parents listening, the ups and downs matter because they shape you. It's the cumulative effect of everything that you do on yourself at the end that really matters. That's what makes graduation cool because you're different.
0: One of the things that I like to share with students is, you know, there's a lot of your college, your undergrad that you won't remember right? You're not going to remember every single lesson, or every single um, class session lecture that you sat through, but there will be these Bigger overarching things that you remember and hang on to. One of the big things for me is actually from several classes that you taught, Matt, and you you say the hardest thing to know is the thing you think you already know. Our incoming students think they know school. They've been doing it for a really, really long time. And they come in a lot of them thinking they know how to do it. It's just school. It's just more school. I'm gonna keep going and it's fine. And I think we see, and and Carla, I think maybe you <laughs> (laughs) felt this a little bit right we don't know that we don't know what we're doing because we think we already have all this experience and so really taking that into consideration and a little bit of humility comes into this idea of becoming a learner and the process of becoming a learner because there's some things that we think we have figured out that we've got to relearn we've got to rethink how we do it and understand that it's that like at the beginning you said learning unlearning and relearning process that is continual as we go through. Carla, one thing I want to pick your brain about or kind of talk to you about is how do you see yourself as a learner continuing after you graduate?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, so my thing is I love people I try is my hardest to like keep an open mind about everybody because I know that I'm different than you. You're different than me. We may have similarities, but overall, like we come from different backgrounds. But I know that just because you are my boss, like you are my supervisor, like I'm sure there's things that like I could teach you and there's things that you have definitely taught me. And so I think is like I graduate and I go into like I want to be a high school teacher. So like once I go in, I want to be able to learn from my students.
2: You know, and it's interesting, Carla, when you talk about the learning, you know, I write in the book that you're going to forget most of what you learn. You're just not going to hold on to all the details. That doesn't mean that the learning isn't important, but you could argue and say, well, yeah, but if I don't remember, you know, but what's valuable. But I think about my own job, the last 12 plus years here at, at USU, you know, how many things I've forgotten that I've done in my work, journal articles that I've written, and I don't remember every detail in the journal books that I've written. And all of that, maybe I don't remember all the details of everything that I read and everything that I wrote. But when I sit down to write the next book, right? When I sit down to solve the next kind of curricular problem at the university, everything I did in the past informs all of that, even though I I lost the details because I didn't lose the process and I didn't lose my broad understanding. And so I just, I want the students to recognize, like you say, Carly, you're going to keep learning and you're going to have to keep doing things and you're going to have to be with people. And I think that's one of the things that, that a university education, particularly a place like USU, all the people you're going to meet and engage with and work with are going to shape you into the kind of, person that you're going to be when you graduate. And that person needs to be capable of working with lots of different people in lots of different ways and meeting deadlines and all of this kind of character building of the learner so that when you get in your first job, you got to prove it. I mean, I, I love telling the story of finishing my PhD and I was all done and I turned it in. I just had to do the public defense and I turned it in. I went home for the weekend. And we taught my son how to ride his bike, my my oldest child, and took his training wheels off and we had this fun weekend. And I had lunch with my advisor the next week. He asked me how my weekend, was. And I told him, Oh, it was great. We took the training wheels off the bike. And my son learned how to ride his bike. And and he looked at me and he smiled and he said, Matt, that's what we're doing with you. We're taking your training wheels off and we're giving you a push. And in my mind, I'm like, really? This is like, I just finished a PhD and now I'm the mushroom helmet, little kid. Like super like you know unbalanced on my bike but that's exactly how I felt when I showed up at USU they're like all right be awesome like here are the projects you do and here's your work and everybody feels like that in their first job and then their next job and their next promotion and every promotion I've had every assignment like I don't know how to do this and I've got jobs that are coming up this fall at the university where like you need to be in charge of this thing and I'm like I don't know if I can do that this is this is new and I feel insecure except that I know how to learn and I know how to work hard and I know how to figure stuff out and I know how to ask questions and And that's the reality of everybody's experience with work. And that's why learning to learn is what sees you through every hard thing and every transition and every cool opportunity in your life.
0: And I think that a couple of things came to mind as you were talking about that. I think that... A big part of this is not being afraid to ask those questions and not being afraid to ask for help. Surrounding yourself with people that know more than you do and that can help you solve those problems. I have experienced very, very similar things in my life and career. And a big part of me figuring out how to to do things is, let me talk to people that maybe have done it before, or maybe they haven't done the exact same thing, but that have more experience than I do and not being afraid to say, I'm not sure what I'm doing. What do you think about this? or Let me pick your brain there. I also think that, you know, we might have people listening that are like, yeah, that's cool for you guys, but I'm going to be an accountant. So I don't need the same skills or I'm going to be an engineer or fill in the blank with literally whatever you want. Right. And understand that, that, you know, thinking maybe that's not applicable to me. I get asked because this is something that I do and I work with students and we talk about this. I get asked a lot like, okay, well, what do you do in your job? I write every single day even if it's not things that are being published or things that are, you know, these books or articles, I am sending emails and writing up reports and summaries of things that we're working on and building plans. And I have to have those communication skills. I have to work with people. I have to do math almost daily in order to make sure that the programs that we're planning accommodate the space that we have and that we have materials, right? And so even though So my degree and my experience as an undergrad was focused on specific things, right? We talked a lot about leadership. We talked a lot about communication skills. All of those classes that Matt rattled off, I think I took everyone. We engaged in a lot of those conversations. I also had to learn how to learn and how to solve problems because I am doing those things every single day. And so understanding that it's not specific to communication majors or teaching or, you know, whatever we're talking about and what our experience is in, we see this across the board regardless of your discipline. With the
2: exception of nursing, accounting, teaching certificates, you know, a few of these specific majors, um, employers don't really care what your major is. They care about what you know how to do. Now you need to learn some skills and you need to learn some abilities and all of that stuff. But to any student who thinks that I'm gonna be doing X, so therefore I don't know how to learn Y, Please go talk to somebody who's working in that field. If you're going to be an engineer and you think you're not going to have to write, go talk to one engineer and you'll find out the opposite, right? If you think, uh, you know, I'm going to be an attorney and so I don't, because I don't want to read all the time, like what do attorneys do? All they do is read and they write. Like everybody who does marketing, sales, customer experience. So if you have that feeling of like, I'm not going to have to do this because of, go talk to some people who do the work because I guarantee that everyone, they write a ton. They speak a ton. They need to be persuasive and personable and they all work with data, which is going to require stats and math. There isn't a space where you can say, well, I'm never going to have to do this because I want to do that. It's just, there may be more or less in certain spaces, but the overall, the way the world is working, right? You need to be able to communicate. You need to work with data. And you need to work with people and people who are different than you because the world is getting smaller. And you can learn that a hundred different ways. You got to learn it.
0: We give this book to all incoming students at the university. If you are registered for and taking the USU 1010 connections course, you will get this as a part of that course. And it's going to be in Canvas. And that will open in August for you to start reading and engaging with. It's part of the course and the assignment. have lots of conversations about becoming a learner. Um, Students not taking connections are also going to get an electronic copy of this book emailed to them at the start of fall semester because we know it makes a difference. It's a short read. Read it and then reread it and remind yourself of why you're here and why you're choosing to do the hard things that you will choose and are choosing to do as a part of being at Utah State. I absolutely love this book. I think that there is so much good that comes from it. And I have seen that just in my life and my career, but also in the students that I have the privilege of working with and getting to have these conversations with this matters and we give it to you all because it matters. And so Like I said, read it, reread it throughout your time at Utah State. As we kind of wrap things up here, Carla and Matt, any final words for our incoming students? They're getting ready to join us here in a few short months. Any final thoughts for them?
1: Two things. One, don't be afraid to ask for help. I feel like that's the biggest thing with students is they come in, they're like, oh, I just graduated high school, I did all these things like I'm ready I am set I don't need help, and then the minute they need help. They don't want to ask for it because they don't know how to ask for it or they're afraid to ask for it, but here like here at Utah State like everybody wants to help you. And that's the best thing about being here is everybody wants to help you take that help from people. And so then comes into my second thing is be easy on yourself. Not everything is going to be super easy for you all the time, but being able to go through those challenges and not be so hard on yourself is what's really going to make the difference. Like, yeah, you may fail a couple tests. We all do. It's okay. One test doesn't define who you are. You just have to be easy on
2: yourself. That's good advice. I'll just add two things. Um, First, reading the book is important. It's even more important to have conversations about what you read in the book with the people that you trust. Parents, coaches, family members, teachers, whoever, read the book and talk about it and talk about what it means for you. And while you're at USU, if you're ever doing anything and you don't know why you're doing it, ask your professors why. Ask them why this you're doing this and how it fits into the curriculum so that you have meaning behind everything you do. Sometimes it might not be apparent to you, so just ask and you'll get a good answer and it will make everything feel better. So I wish everyone coming to USU you. Great luck. And I hope I can have a bunch of you in my classes in the future.
0: Great. Thank you both for joining us today. We are going to wrap things up here. So follow us on Instagram at USUAteam, team or feel free to reach out and email the orientation office at orientation at USU.edu. We are here to help as you go through this process. I'd encourage you to go back, listen to any other episodes of the podcast, and stay tuned for more episodes to come. Like I said, reach out if you've got questions, and we will see you next time. Thanks, and go Aggie! Please.